but again that's that's only for those deep Super cut nerds. nerds yeah the deep cut nerds everybody else is like what the hell is a cotton What's our verdict podcast where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury? My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co host, Mattson Heiner. And Ben Randon Dead Doc. <laughs> Alec Burgess. Yeah, let's get it, Doc. <laughs> it almost felt like plagiarism that last one. I, <laughs> like, what's up? Let's get it. It's close enough. <laughs> um, we appreciate you tuning in. Those of you that are live, checking it out after the fact. Uh, we love that you're here tuning in to watch us talk about or listen to us talk about and or season one, episode four. Uh, that's a weird jump just because the first three episodes. But uh, yeah, live and uh, in person, maybe. So I, I just want to let's just get to it. Let's hear uh, JJ, resident Star Wars nerd, first and foremost. How are we feeling four episodes in? How do you feel about this one? Um, hmm. I like it, but I like it because it doesn't feel like Star Wars, I think is an interesting, and I I think that's why it's interesting to me right now. Like there is nothing other than the introduction of Mon Mothma in this show and the fact that we know that Andor, Cassian Andor is part of Rogue One. Like it doesn't feel like Star Wars. And that's a good thing in my opinion. Like, I think I like the anger that's in this show. Like it's an interesting dichotomy. When you think about star Wars as a whole, your, your heroes, your most common heroes in this series of shows, movies, whatever, especially the core stuff are space wizards that have their super calm demeanor and they don't have attachments and they're, you know, their whole purpose is hope and joy. You know what I mean? It's it's all feel-good shit. So they don't have – in fact, they completely try to go away from anger. And so it's this interesting flip on its head because these people are some angry sons of bitches. Like, <laughs> they're mad. And I like it because, you know, it's human nature to be able to give in to those kind of emotions when, when there's oppression, when there's uh, just a, a regime like there is in the – in the empire. And so I really like that flip where Andor's angry. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård character is angry. The, the rebel group that Andor's joined is angry. The man, everybody's just pissed off and I like it. So I'm enjoying it, but I, it's, it's weird because I'm enjoying it because it's star Wars that doesn't feel like normal star Wars, which is kind of cool. So I want to say something. I um, after a lot of the the newer Star Wars, I got into reading a lot of the Star Wars books that are in this. Um, I don't know what's the proper term in this time period. Mm. I don't, for lack of a better term, before this and a lot of after this as well, like General Thrawn. You know, that's later, but this yeah. whole t- kind of Skywalker saga. And we're we're kind of pre. Well, we're in it because we still have Anakin, uh, who's Vader. But long story short. I love how we're getting the, these other glimpses of the Empire, like the ISB and, and things. These, In my opinion, things, I mean, I haven't watched all the animated stuff and everything, but a lot of the major Star Wars things, you don't get into the inner politicking and inner workings of the Empire uh, as much in some of these other movies and things, at least for me. And I have enjoyed seeing a lot of that, these this other side of the lens. 
because it doesn't feel like Star Wars. I've read about and understand a lot of these things. It was cool to be part of that Security Council because a lot of the books focus on individuals like this that are making very important decisions. That Because when you think of the Empire, you're thinking of Vader. You're thinking of the, em- the Emperor. But be- there's so much that is involved at that behind the scenes. And so far for me, I've enjoyed seeing Star Wars through a different lens. Because, again, how many stormtroopers have we really seen and all that, like, not really any of that and and star fighters and all those things it's a different lens and to me it feels very refreshing i gotta be honest like i've really enjoyed this episode i'm really enjoying the show and the lens that we're seeing and um i'm excited like i've really 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 like the product that's put before me right now because these different storylines it doesn't feel like a repeat because a lot of stars it's like the same narrative it's the same characters same thing happening again and i know we already know the outcome of this story but it feels refreshing absolutely one thing i, I like that we though, got space scotland <laughs> i love that that's a good point one thing i don't get though with star wars though is a lot of times i see this technology and in ways it doesn't look as futuristic as i thought like when they're sitting at the table and they're like looking at the documents that they're clicking through i'm like this looks like 1980s like but I, it's supposed to be so fu- just makes me laugh sometimes but that's neither here nor there <laughs> what about you alec what's your gut reaction so far space scotland i'm all in um it's a tricky one because it is kind of slow moving um and i i love the kind of what you were saying matt's in like the isb all this bureaucracy um and the real kind of actual workings of the empire is cool to see um so i enjoyed that i really just want more Stellan Skarsgård to be honest his Dude. character really intrigues me. Um, he's like an antique stealer, you know, turned rebel uh, <laughs> on his on his time off, which is dope. Yeah. But are are there is there anybody else in the Senate besides Mon Mothma that's uh, that's involved with the rebellion at all? Because she's always the one, right? Well, I mean, Star Wars. she's bringing in. Well, she's the she's the main one. Yeah. We kind of know that from the original trilogy. Yeah, um, but like, is there anybody else they could have used? That was my only kind of question. Where you bring somebody else in because we already know Mon Mothma is part of the rebellion. Well, Senator Organa, I think that's who they're talking about bringing in. He's a likely candidate. In yeah, yeah, that's where I because would go, if you least. think about it from a timeline perspective, at this point where Leia would be sixteen ish mm. uh 1516ish and so we're not far removed from this whole Obi-Wan Kenobi debacle that she went through and he's obviously going to be a little bit I mean he's never loved the empire by any stretch but have they confirmed so bringing me. in that actor No they haven't confirmed anything I guess they wouldn't though that would be a big yeah bl- yeah. yeah that would hurt the- I think that'd be cool though if they could connect that yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I'd like to. I'm kind of with Alec though too. I wouldn't mind seeing someone new. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm interested to see who this ISB agent, the the blonde. Yeah, I mean, she's clearly got a role to, the part to play. Yeah, I think it might be Andor's sister. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, because if the we saw in the little prequel or the flashbacks in the first three episodes that 
um, he leaves her behind when they go and they run into that Republic crashed Republic ship. And that piece of the Republic, if you notice the logos that were on the, the crashed, the people that died because of the, the whatever. Fumes. Yeah. The fumes and whatnot, like their logo wasn't the old Republic technical logo. So that was a group that I'm assuming that piece had the logo that looks much more like the empire logo that we know. So my guess is, is when they came down to do recon and to pick up that ship and to, you know, acquire what was crashed, they probably found those kids or it's possible anyway, which may include Cassian's sister. Well, that would sure be interesting. That's my theory. Because she's about to give them a really difficult time. Yeah. And I mean, that would be a kind of an interesting twist, right? Without him realizing it, she's chasing her brother. He's been looking for her. Could be interesting. It would also make sense why she was, she's been in that, like they said that she was in the brothel on that one planet. She could have been doing ISB undercover work. Uh, there's a number of things that could have led him there. So anyway, that was just a thought I had. That would be really cool. I I have to say I cackled when uh, they're in that board meeting and she verbatim says what their mission statement is. <laughs> Gets called out for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you don't sure. talk in board meetings. Dude, those whole scenes, though, man, I was feeling the stress for those people. I was like, damn, like... <sighs> I mean, they, they was talking to both of them and he, and he was telling her at the end like you don't have your quarterly reports and I was like oh gosh get him in like, <laughs> well and like the, he said the quarterly reports and I'm sorry all I could think about was office space <laughs> like did you get your <laughs> what you call it in it's <laughs> all I could think about when he, he said that like made a big deal out of her paperwork I'm like hmm. I'm, I'm watching space office space in space it was great but again, Alec, you said things like are going a little bit slower. Like, I don't know. I, I just think it's so well acted and the plot progression is intriguing to me. And I have it's an angle I haven't seen before to an extent that I, I, I was fully enthralled. And I know we we, ha- we didn't have any fighting or anything, but I know the conflict that's about to happen with the heist that they just described seems to me like it's going to there's I mean, numerous things that are probably going to go wrong. And there's going to be some sweet visuals of um, them trying to escape and everything. Like, I don't know, I'm just... I'm fully hooked, and I wanted to give kudos to one of you who said the the corporate security guy wasn't going to get fired, and like his story is still we, we don't exactly know where he's going to fit into this now because he's not out of it um, as well. But I'm just excited. Like I, I've, I've just really liked what I've seen. I have a feeling he's going to become a keyboard warrior from his mama's basement. <laughs> what do they call twitter in in star wars it's a good question yeah i love it um i had a hell of a good laugh when his mom slaps the shit out of him <laughs> hugs him and then yells at the neighbor like what the hell are you looking at like i was like that's funny as hell so there's been some great moments but none as good as as stone skarsgård like oh. when that in that moment after he fires up Andor, right, gets him all worked up, gets him on board, and then he sends him on his way, and then he's standing there looking in the mirror, getting his new role put on. 
like when he puts that garb on and he stands in that it weird stance thing. yeah yeah i was like who is better than Stellan Skarsgård in this moment like i was just like that is dope and then he turns it off so when mon motha when he takes her out back like he's all like wild and frivolous and then he takes her in the back and he goes into like serious gravelly voice and i was like this guy is out of control good and like giving her these like subtle little threats and then giving her permission to bring somebody in in this like weird way in front of the spy guy that they put on there i just thought this guy's stealing this show like this isn't and or this is freaking whatever that guy's name is because damn it was good Luthen, that's his name. Luthen. Do we? Um, does Star Wars give a more of a backstory to, to Mon Mothma um, and like her motivations to be where she's at? Um, if I remember right, there's a couple of books that did, but I don't remember if they moved them to the Legends criteria or if they're actual canon. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not. There's still not a ton. Um, the I think the biggest one came, and I think it is canon. I think it had. It was a a book about Leia after the rebellion, after the fall of the empire. And she's like, it was kind of a book that got showed more of how the resistance was born um, as an offshoot of the new Republic, because the new Republic doesn't have a military, but there were still rumors of the growing threat of the, the, uh, whatever that other group becomes that I can't think of because I'm tired and weird. The Kylo Ren's new group, uh, the First Order. That So she forms the resistance. Uh, Mon Mothma becomes the first, I don't, for lack of a better term, president like of the New Republic. And so she has a lot of conversations with Leia, if I remember right, in that book. And I do remember reading it. So she talked a lot about pre- uh, Fire, fall of the empire. I stuff, feel like so. in the show, they're clearly showing there's some serious disconnect between her and her husband, and how he's living certainly the empire life and not giving a crap about just thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that get screwed over, like that shipping lane instance that they're talking about. You can see the the lash riches that they they live, lavish riches that they live in, and people can. That's what a lot of the books. I galvanize reading that people out in Coruscant are just out of touch. They just, they're living their life. They're making decisions that affect thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people. And all they care about is making sure they have a great dinner party and uh, their surroundings look good. And they don't really care what happens outside of the fact they're in a bubble. Yeah. I thought it was very interesting how he talked about like, uh, why does everything have to be boring? And like, you can tell that he's wanting to live that, lavish lifestyle and have fun and do whatever it is that they want to do without any kind of repercussions. So I thought that was very interesting as well. Um, an interesting mirror of what she is, the more practical caring only in it to make change type thing. So yeah. Idealist. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's hilarious. Um, interesting and this is going to be so obscure but it, i kind of did a little here's an easter egg yeah i did a little bit of a backflip uh in fact i had to rewind it and make sure i heard it right when they set it up but there was an old knights of the old republic 
Easter egg that uh, Luthen dropped to Andor when he gave him the the crystal, the Kyber crystal. Um, and he talks about blue, blue Kyber Kystone, and then he says uh, celebrates the uprising against the Rakatan invaders. The Rakatan Empire was uh, Knights of the Old Republic deal um they're really weird like they're almost like uh oh what's his name it's a trap that freaking race yeah akbar and his race they're like kind of that fish alien but they had like cone heads and their eyes were like on the side of their head very interesting yeah they were like (laughs) they're kind of like mon calamari but weirder looking even if that's possible but they had uh what's called the star forge it was this massive factory fortress that was uh basically stealing the power of a star and the force so it could endlessly churn out like fleets droids that they would use to wage war so it was a very interesting reference they've never actually dropped them in anything other than the animated shows and it was very basic uh reference in those even up to that point but to actually drop the rakatan name was a pretty big deal for super nerds like me i was like oh shit that's cool so very interesting but again that's that's only for those deep super cut nerds. nerds yeah the deep cut nerds everybody else is like what the hell's a rakatan <laughs> so but i do love my star wars um Let's talk about this group because I'm interested in this group. Like, but first, really quick, I texted Alec as I'm watching this show going, the Lord of the – or no, the Game of Thrones actors are everywhere now. The Lord of the Rings – had the Rings of Power have two. Um, something else has had a couple. This one has two now with – uh, Kyburn as the head of the ISB. The the mean old man is was – uh in it the last like three seasons and then the waif who is the leader of this group that they drop andor in she was uh in the show as well with uh yeah so yeah kudos to game of thrones making actors have jobs later on in life um it was an interesting concept this group like they were all very stand offish and i'm not sure like i get the mistrust that one kid yeah the one kid was pretty on it and he seemed to have some sort of like sixth sensor yeah esp thing i mean i feel like i would be like one of the the other individuals though you got three days out you've been playing this for five months and all of a sudden this person shows up like i'm sure i'd have a problem with it yeah obvious plant I, I don't know. I just think, like, if it came from the leader of my group, right? Like, and you know you need another person. I guess it just surprised me how, like, anti they were about it. Like, I get being a little ruffled. I mean, like, how do we know this person? How do you trust them? But when she, like, vouches for him, at some point, I was like, you guys are still bitching about this? Like, it's time to move on. You only got three days to get your shit together. Yeah, she didn't have a lot of explanation. I don't know. I'm just saying. She like, was being I, really vague. She sure. seemed real vague, and I think it's easy to say you would be one of those people, but I'm just 
I'm not that special. Pretty sure I would have been like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, maybe I'm just a go with the flow kind of guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, JJ. I feel like I think you're you're giving yourself a, some large kudos there. Like when your life is potentially on the line and you're. I'd sell them all out. <laughs> Beat him to the I mean, when he said when they again asked him, like, are you all in? And his answer is, let's do this. I don't know. It didn't feel a lot of like confidence. Didn't answer the question. Yeah, not a lot of like go getter confidence in there. Um, yeah, so I, I think there's going to be some certain tension in the group, absolutely, as this heist goes on. It was a weird kind of sell too, because they kind of brought up Saw Guerrera. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when I got... <laughs> and I was like, you know, that I mean, Saw Guerrera is the rebel of all rebels sure he's in there he's part of the cell then you have this where it's almost like luthan is the leader the financer all this stuff but he does not get his hands dirty he's separate Mm -hmm. so you have this weird dichotomy where it's almost like this is so he can go play rebel um there's no tie to him right he goes in disguise so if this all blows up in their faces he walks scot-free and he can go find another gang of lowlifes to kind of like vicariously live through. Yeah. So that was a weird kind of, um, I guess, thing that I picked up on. Like, this is an odd cell of rebels um, yeah. to be knocking off the payroll for an entire imperial sector. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because you got to fund something like that. But at the same time, it is weird. But Sagarera is supposed to be in this. So he's he'll be in the series at some point too so we'll see how that plays out but i it's an early in these 12 episodes i think so but is there gonna be he can't meet andor so i wonder how they're gonna um, bring him in because they didn't, hadn't met in rogue one. Oh, hadn't they i thought they had no because Jin so was the, seen it. they needed Jin because sagrera knew who she was but he didn't know who Andor was when they were trying to well, get Well, they've that. already guaranteed a second season of Andor, so we're at least getting 24 episodes. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he is... But yes, 12 episodes in it. for season one. So we still... I mean, that's a trailer. crazy thing. We still have a lot to be played out, and that's what I'm excited about. They're, I feel like I already know so much, and there hasn't been as much action, but man, there's a lot that they can give us here shortly. Because you got the political intrigue, you got this heist, and I mean, shit's going to blow up. And the up. meteor shower. Oh, yeah. The meteor shower. Visuals, baby. Stargazing Star Wars style. Could be interesting. Could be interesting. Yeah, it looks like Sagara is going to meet with Luthen. Okay. So that's probably where you're, yeah. But he was in the trailer. And that's, I just remember seeing him in the trailer going, uh, okay. <laughs> Not complaining. Yeah, I mean, he's like outside of the initial Skywalker family. He's now like one of the only ones that's crossed over into a large number of different media types. So you get to see him. Yeah. Especially Forrest Whitaker. I do enjoy a good Forrest Whitaker scene. It's hard to top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. I think I think there's a lot of potential for the show. Um, I was a little skeptical after the first couple of episodes. The third one kind of wrapped me up and got me ready. And then the fourth one brought it home for me. Like I was interested. I'm ready for a little bit more. I want to get it on the move. 
but I also with 12 episodes, knowing that there's another eight episodes, I hope that they don't force anything. That They tell a good character driven story. Unlike some other shows that they have on Disney plus right now, but there's a lot of potential right here for, for this show. And I, even four episodes in, I'm enjoying it so far. So that's kind of where I'm at. Any final thoughts before we move on? No, I mean, I'm excited for it too. It is moving a little bit slow for my personal taste, but. So one thing I want to, I was just reading this article uh, from Gilroy, who is uh, directing this. So he's, he talks about how he's kind of directing this in chunks. Uh, Tony Gilroy, um, he mentions that uh, the first three episodes was kind of one main event. And we kind of saw that conclusion and the way episodes four, five, and six will be an event. And the seventh will be the ramifications of that event. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it seems like he's taking these as more of, of blocks. Um, so clearly the heist doesn't work. If there's ramifications for said. Sure. Maybe, maybe, or maybe it works, but there's still <laughs> consequences of that. But yeah. I think it's an interesting way to play it. And a lot of times I think that's how TV plays out. But I'm okay with that because I think we're in store for some pretty exciting episodes here shortly. Yeah, I bet it does work out, and I bet Smart Girl in the ISB ties the the t- the deed to Andor, and we end up back on Ferrix or whatever the that original planet was. Because there is also in the trailer a scene of her with two dark troopers on Phoenix or Ferrix or whatever the hell planet that was. So that's my guess is it'll work. And then, yeah, he did have a funny quote though. Like they were asking him how he got away with some of the, the interesting stuff that they've done so far with the show, like having a whorehouse and uh, a couple other things. And he's like, we had very little adult supervision. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I like that. That's a, that's a great way to explain that shit. So it's a good answer. Yep. Yep. Cool. Well, there it is. Uh, that's the episode four, the first standalone episode of Andor. Um, we'll be back next Thursday to talk more about it. Um, looking forward to it. I hope it continues to go as well as it has so far. Um, but until then, Matt's until everybody where they can find us. Yeah. yeah. If you're not already listening to us live, uh, you can check us out on uh, Spotify, Apple, uh, wherever you listen to good podcasts at What's Our Verdict Reviews. Um, we're live on Thursdays for Andor Mondays. We're doing rings of power and house of the dragon and then interspersing things like she Hulk, um, some new movies that are, are coming out and we've got hocus pocus dropping for your listening pleasure here shortly as well. We're excited for the October holiday, uh, Halloween season and getting into the spookiness. Uh, you can check us out on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram, especially for social media. Our website is under construction at the moment, going through a facelift, uh, soon to be completed. And we appreciate y'all listening. Yeah. Don't forget about the, uh, ah. the new Patreon either. Thank you, JJ. It's it's, yeah. it's a new thing. Uh, yeah, we've got Patreon as well. So we have three different factors. A lot of what you can get is getting a lot of our outtakes, uh, how, hearing us talk about some new trailers that come out for movies and, and getting those exclusively. And then if you'd like to, recommending some things that you want us to record. So there's three different tiers. Check us out on Patreon at What's Our Verdict. Yeah, podcast I should and say. votes. That's I got to put together a list for October that you can vote on to decide what we're watching. 
Shout that's out to it. Charles for being our yeah. first Patreon member. Way to go. That's right. That's right. Thanks, Charles. We appreciate it. Greatest name ever. JJ Screaming Goats. That's his Patreon name. I laughed. <laughs> Just damn goats. <laughs> All right. Well, there it is. As always, we appreciate you tuning in, watching live, listening after the fact. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Wait. Cinemagic out. Yeah.